Check, check. White check. Moto 60 show presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data on PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. It's uh, noon, it is Thursday, it is 12 o'clock Pacific time, I should say. Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Get Pro Taper. And uh, the folks at Max's Tires coming at you. Lots to talk about. Tampa Supercars this weekend. For the first time since 1999, Tampa is back on the schedule. And uh, it's interesting to see it back on schedule. It's uh, It'll be good to see if the fans turn out. Florida Supercrosses, for whatever reason, just haven't always done it. Uh, haven't always killed it. But this weekend, um, we are going to see if it can. We have a dog problem in the studio right now. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Paul Parabinos, Jason Thomas coming on. 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you can to uh, talk Tampa. We're going to give away a Fly Racing Revel chest protector as well to a lucky caller. And, again, thank you again for listening. Flyracing.com. Uh, please check them out. Blake Baggett, three podiums in a row. Running fly racing gear. Weston Pike also running fly racing. And uh, the F2 Carbon Forge helmet, it's crafted to adhere to strict safety standards utilizing MIPS technology while incorporating a Kevlar shell construction. Ride safe, ride smart with fly racing. Uh, also, too, we want to thank the folks at ProTaper. Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, both use ProTaper bars, ProTaper drive components, and ProTaper.com is killing it with that team. And also, to the JGR, Suzuki, and Geico Honda guys rely on ProTaper. And please check out their new line. They just launched uh, the ProTaper Sport line. They launched it last week. It's on the website, ProTaper.com. Also, the Get, uh, Justin Barsha, Cooper Webb, using Get products. And uh, it's a little bit of a works part for your production machine. It's that orange box on the front fender. Helps you destroy the start. Helps you map your bike better. Uh, helps you have a little bit better throttle response a little bit more power. They got a dual injector for 250Fs and also a two-stroke ignition now. Big pushing the two-strokes uh, ignition line. So they uh, they have a lot of that stuff and uh, we thank those folks also too. Maxxis Tires, Jeremy McGrath developing the MXST tire that is coming real soon for Maxxis. Maxxis.com. Whether it's your car, light truck, trailer, ATV, mountain bike and much more, Maxxis Tires will let you hook up and pull the whole shot and beat the competition in any terrain. Like I said, 702 702- Five eight six seven eight five seven. Uh, you can give us a call and uh, talk some Tampa and uh, see what else is going on. Holding the uh, phones down there in the corner, producing the show. He's probably trying to win the Fly Racing Revel chest protector as we speak. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. How'd you score on Pulpamex Fantasy, bro? Uh, better than Mark's did. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not as good as you, apparently, but uh, I think it was probably my best week so far. Could have been better if I wouldn't have chose a whole shot, but... Uh, you chose a whole shot? I chose one. Which one? Cho- chose Sealy. Felt pretty good about it until you mocked me for choosing him instead of Tomac. But, I mean, if you're you going to pick a whole shot, go with Marty. Like, that was a real good pick. See... It didn't come through, of it, course, but... Yeah, I guess I, either way I would have lost, but uh, I didn't choose any any of that stuff for the 250s because I didn't know what I was getting into. Maybe maybe Marty lost the magic over the summer. Because uh, I didn't know what I was getting into, he yeah, says. Yeah, Um Well, he uh, certainly looked pretty good and probably would have won had he got, gotten that start at all. Um, also, too, uh, Tits, uh, the... Tampa Bay this Tampa weekend this uh-huh, weekend uh-huh. Um, sand on the track have you seen that it's I looked nutty. at I looked at the uh, the track map yes looked like a lot of sand only one triple uh, obviously that was designed beforehand but 
least I believe it was. Why you think? It, you think? No, I, uh, I was. Those, I, I was just screwing around. You got the oh. conspiracy theorists like, oh, we just had all these problems, and now they're getting rid of triples. And no, you never know. whatever you put, whoops, rhythm, yes. triple, everyone's going to complain. They when should make when half actions. the track with no obstacles, well, just, just, a, just, just a bunch a, of turns, just flat, just a bunch of turns. Uh, yeah. uh, no, it's always an issue for sure. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call to uh, talk Tampa. The news uh, came out today. We figured it would happen. Um, Tyler Bowers got the fill-in ride at Monster Cowie um, for JG, who broke his leg, I guess. Um, yeah, the bear. I mean, really, it's a great pick. Uh, Tyler's been really well. He's had, had good qualifying times. He's been getting better from that crash he had in Oakland. Um, so there's a lot going for, for Bowers to get on that Cowie ride. And truthfully, who there's no other Cowies in the main event. Like, they have to kind of go that way, and I totally make, make sense. So uh, Tyler Bowers will be on the Factory Monster Factory team uh, real soon, uh, well, this weekend, and then probably for the next... I don't know. Broken leg, probably month at least. So uh, funny. I talked to Bowers at the opener, and he told me by Dallas he'll probably be in a fill-in ride by Dallas. So he was off by one week. Congratulations to the Bowers for for uh, you know picking it and uh, and getting it right. Two fifty East is nutty. Zach Osborne won, of course. Uh, big first turn crash. Dylan Ferrandez, Marty Davalos, Jordan Smith. They all got their work cut out for him now. Jordan uh, a little better than his other two guys, but uh, it'll be really interesting to see uh, what goes on from here. Zach Osborne looks great, and um, he's going to be tough to beat. Give him a points lead. It's going to be even tougher to beat. And uh, Eli Tomac won this weekend. Did you pick Eli in fantasy, Tits? Negative. Okay. You never know with him. He, no. He's he's the the he cow, looked- as you've been saying. And this was the one week I should have. Um, I didn't. Fortunately, I didn't choose him last week yeah. either. So he kind of yeah you know, right. Yep. Uh, Way to articulate that. How's your Maxxis mountain bike tires? Pretty amazing. If I if I had to say so, I, I've been running Maxxis actually for a while now. So I got a new type of rear tire in the back. It's the the Tomahawk, and it actually. Uh, was quite good to be honest with you. So very happy with it. Thank you to them. Very kind to to help me out. They, uh, it's funny. They, the the uh, Maxis. You you they've been on the show for a month, and you got you. you, you <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I I waited. You know, five five yeah. six weeks is, yeah. is, is, is a good run. All right. All right, let's get our next guest on. Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. First up on the lines is Shane. Shane, what's happening, man? How are you? Oh, uh, good. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Hey, I was uh, curious if you had any information on the whole deal with uh, Yamaha leaving the, you know, dropping the sponsorship with Niche. If you yeah. knew anything about is it interesting to me? Not only did I not know anything about it, I thought it was Kitch. I thought okay, it was well, pronounced Kitch. Pronounced, no, but uh, you could be right. I don't know. You might be right. I have no idea. Um, I mean, honestly, like, who knew what that company was? I asked around a little bit. I was told it was a lifestyle brand. I went on the website. I was more confused than ever. And yeah, how does there. how does a company like that get on a factory team? I mean, no, we're not talking, you know, a B team or C team. How does a, a factory uh, say, yeah, let's do that. Let's get on board with you. And clearly, you know, they haven't been paying, right? Or something happened. Yeah. And well, I don't know. It's really weird. From the from the research I did, it, something, it was something to do with Davey Millsaps. But yes, yeah, I heard so that it, too. It, it yeah. was intriguing to me. Intriguing to me. So I didn't know if you had any yeah. insider info on it. No, I really don't. Uh, maybe I'll ask around this weekend. But I was surprised to see them on the Factory Yamaha team, and then I'm surprised that they got let go. And I'm surprised that a factory team wouldn't vet a sponsor a little better so you don't drop them. You know what I mean? Uh, For sure. Six races. Yeah. In. It, the, the whole deal is weird, but I do. For sure, Davey had something to do with it. I do know that. So, um, okay, cool. Uh, all right, man. Thanks. Appreciate all right, it. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis. Uh, first up, former national championship winning mechanic, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? What up, Steve? How's it going today? Uh, we're good, man. Uh, what do you know about this Kitsch deal or anything at all about it? Yamaha uh, dropped it and. Yeah, I, I don't know much. Um, I, I believe Davey has some kind of ownership in that in that business. So I did imagine ever, if uh, Davey's not racing anymore, he doesn't need to send a check to the team anymore. Did you ever know. go on their website? It was really confusing on what it was. No, no. I looked at their Instagram before, but I've never been on their website. Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little different for sure. Um, hey, so the big news today: Bowers. Um, 
Tyler Bowers got the ride for Josh Grant on the Factory Monster Energy Cowie team. And, okay, like, he, he's been riding well anyways, but as I was saying before we got you on, like, literally there's three Cowies, and it's Grant, Tomac, and Bowers. So it was a real obvious pick. Yeah, no, I mean, that's cool. I I guess if you're Cowie, you can look at it a couple ways. You can get the guy that you know is going to be in the main event and, you know, is fitting of your team, or you can go steal somebody from another brand and have more bikes out there. So, um, but uh, that's cool. That's cool for Tyler. So he definitely deserves it. He's been riding good. So now, uh, hopefully, he has a lot less expense and he can start making some money. And good for him. That's cool. He's got a wife and kids, so he needs it. Do you uh, do you predict a bump in results? Um, not a huge one, but um, I, I wouldn't expect we like there. You know, obviously, he's changing bikes. Like it's a different setup. Um, but uh, it can't be much different, you know. So um, I, maybe a little one. Um, I mean, but he showed really, he's shown really great speed, and and he's run up front in heat races, and he's practiced, you know, been up front and practicing. So I don't know if the bump is going to fix his. I shouldn't say fix, but help his results. You know, it's hard to say because it seems like he's always kind of struggles to finish the race. Something happens. So, um, but it'd be cool to see. I, I would imagine it, it ain't going to hurt. That's for sure. No, um, absolutely. It'll be good. Um, Again, you're not really plugged in with the Yamaha guys that much. They're not using Pro Taper like uh, the Rockstar Husky and JGR. Do they fill the spot, Barsha's spot? And if they do, who do they put on there? What do you think? I don't see them putting Plessinger there. He's leading the points. Yeah, I, I would say that's 100% out. Um, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I, I think Yamaha's pretty slow to, to do things, typically, from what I've seen. Okay. And... Um, so if it's not like a readily available, easily, easy thing to do, and it's going to take some thought and, and I just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see anything happening here in the next few weeks. The only, um, the only thing I would say that I, I agree with you on that, but, but you know, monsters your sponsor and monsters always been a company that's been like, Hey, you need this many bikes on the track. You know, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And that could be, that right. could be, that's, that's a great example of something that could get, you know, light a fire under them to get something out there. So. I don't know. Well, any 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 ideas who they would grab? Do you think they would take Mel Ross or Chiz or? I mean, we're coming up to, to the uh, we're coming up to the East West shootout, so you know that's a little out. We're coming back on the on the West with those guys, so I don't know. Like, I can't really think, I think of a guy. I can see Chiz doing it. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of on a Yamaha now, kind of doing it on his own. He's number eleven, so eleven looks good on the bike, and he's going to be in the main. So. Who else are you going to find that's a better fit than that? And he'll probably be easy to work with and can do it. Obviously, you got to kick him off it so he can go ride his 250 at some of the shootouts and the West Coast stuff. But yeah. I'm I'm not sure, man. I don't know. I don't know that we're going to see anybody on that right. bike. Um, you're from Florida, um, born and raised, and lived there forever. And as I talked off the top, this is the first Tampa Supercross since '99, um, which was the first year I think that new uh, that new stadium opened up, and we're going back there. And Orlando, Miami, Tampa, Florida fans have never, Jacksonville, Florida fans have never come out and supported a Florida Supercross like we see in so many of the other rounds. Do you have a theory on this, and will this weekend be better? I don't think I do. It's it's puzzling, you know. I mean, I think we're going to get everybody that's into racing, and there's a lot of people like that in Florida, but honestly, I just don't think we get any of the the casual fans that don't own motorcycles that I think that go, there's just not that big city feel in Florida. Um, that's, I guess this is my only theory. Like if you live in Atlanta, everyone goes to the Georgia dome or whatever, it's the Mercedes place, whatever yeah. it's called. Now you go there to, for sporting events. It's like a city thing. Like you don't have that feel in Florida. Everyone's spread out. So mm -hmm. there's no like kind of connected culture, I think, into going to big sporting events. It's either you're a football fan or you're a baseball fan or okay. you're into motorcycling. So I, I guess that's my only theory. Um, but man, I hope, I hope they get a lot of people because it's cool to see the race back in Tampa. And I was actually at that race in 99 when, when Wyndham and Fonseca won, so mm -hmm. um, uh, it's it's cool. I mean, I have so many friends in Florida, obviously, and it's cool to have see everyone have a home race again. So I hope it's I hope it does good and it's next to Feld. So um, I hope it does good. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know it's a very important race for the folks at Feld. So we'll we'll be tuned to see if you know the fans show up and how stoked they are and everything else. I uh, ninety nine Tampa. I work for Red Dog, and he passed McGrath in the heat race, and I was like, oh my god, this guy's really good. McGrath got him back, but I remember thinking, like, wow, like, he's really on it. So, 
very exciting, very exciting time for me. Um, all right, let's get to some phone calls here. First up, Steve, what's up? You got a question about Marty Davalos? Yes, yes, I do. I was calling to see why didn't he finish the race? Was his bike busted, or is he okay? Is he 100 percent for this weekend? I don't know. And if also, it, yeah. uh, how banged up is Bear? Also, uh, Tyler's fine. He's getting better. He says uh, a little bit of his lungs and chest and everything hurt still from the. Uh, from the crash in Oakland, but he, he's getting better. He'll be fine. As far as Marty, um, he, he's racing this weekend. I understand he's okay. He didn't race because he, you know, basically conked himself pretty good on the head from what I understand. Right, Paul? I think that was it. Who? Marty. Marty. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would, it looked like a case of whiplash a little bit, so I imagine yeah. he just was was kind of oh. like, man, he did wasn't in any any shape or form to get up and go. I don't know if his bike broke or anything. But, yeah, no, I think um, it was. He's super tough, so I imagine he's fine for this weekend. Right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for the call, man. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, what a blow for him, man. He was so so looking so good. So, uh, let's yeah, go. it sucks. yeah. Adam, what's going on? How are you? Adam. Me? Yeah. What's up? I got you. Uh. Going off of what uh, Roger Larson said a couple weeks ago on the Pulp Show, being in Florida, you think uh, James Stewart fans will finally get some closure? No, no, not you at think all. You know, you know, you think Feld will bring him out and have a little uh, no, for him? no, no. I don't. I don't think James wants anything to do with that. But I do think Adam, like I've heard from Roger that they're gonna they're gonna do a video with him, but they were trying to do a video with him before and he never showed up. So. Um, I have no idea um, about James, but Paul, um, do you give do you give uh, Adam's theory on bringing Stu out? Do you give it at all one percent, two percent of it happening? No, I mean obviously it'd be really cool, but uh, I I mean he probably won't even come to the race. I, I just don't think he cares. No, you know? no, no, not at all. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so there you go, Adam. Uh, but I've been told there's supposed to be a video at some point here. Cool. So. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, people, they still, they're holding on still. They're still holding gnarly. on, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I don't think James has any desire to, to race or, and to be seen, and he doesn't care. But maybe he'll do a video. It's odd for me that he's that way because he owns seven, right? So the more he gets out, the more money he makes and the more sales he generates. So I would think he'd be more active. It's an odd way to run a company. Uh, but, hey. I just I I don't think he has any, I and again I'm I'm this is just speculation but I just don't think he cares or even is even worried about any of that yeah. like I don't think he's very involved at all with seven um, and I could be wrong but yeah I just think yeah. he's very content and living his home life and being the best dad he can be and um, you know he every time he kind of either posts or shows up has do anything with the racing it creates a drama in his life and he just probably doesn't want to deal with it he just wants to. Be at home and 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 you know I mean be a, be a be a dad to his son. So, right. uh, Will, what's going on, man? What's happening, Will? Hey, what's up? What's so, your... props to the bear for getting on a factory Cowie. Yeah. But uh, my question is, how different is his privateer bike going to be compared to the factory Cowie that he's going to be on? Uh, quite a bit different, uh, Paul. Yeah, I mean, they they do a lot of different stuff to that bike. It's going to be way lighter. Um, the power is probably going to be different, but they can tune it however the hell they want. Um, he's going to have, you know, I, I know Tyler's quite the tester type guy, so he's going to have all kinds of settings and stuff to mess with, and, and so hopefully he doesn't spin himself out with all that stuff. But he's been there before. He's worked with all those guys before. I think it's going to be pretty easy. Um, but honestly, the biggest thing for him is, 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 hey, like now go to the track, get on my plane, do my exercise. Yeah. Everything's handled. Show up. The bike's bitching. Don't got to worry about nothing. That's going to be, I mean, his quality of life is going to go way up from by getting on this bike. 15 so pounds cool. lighter. 15, yeah. 10 pounds lighter. <laughs> you know, the bike lighter is. Lighter for sure, yeah. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of differences. And, and um, he'll, he'll have a faster bike, and he'll be able to tune it. It'll be lighter. Uh, but I don't think his results, like, Paul, I, I think you're right. He's going to get a small bump, but I don't think he's going to all of a sudden just, you know, start running top fives you know, or anything like that. No, I think he can work into that. I think um, I think being on this team and this bike, he's going to get better. So I don't give him an immediate bump. You know, I still think he's going to yeah. probably be around 13-ish or 15-ish this weekend. But I think in a few rounds, he could be fighting to get into the top 10 maybe. Yeah. Thanks, Will. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yep, appreciate it.
All right, next up is uh, uh, Joe. What's up, Joe? How are you? Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, I was just thinking with uh, the amateur racing uh, this weekend, do you see like them kind of dumbing down the track for the pros? I'm looking at the track map. doesn't look too exciting. Not a you know short whoop section, basic looking rhythms. Well, that, I, they did Anaheim, too. The Triple Crown was really kind of an easy track, and we speculated it was on amateur because of the amateur day. But then we, right. we had uh, an amateur race in uh, Glendale, and the track was great. So... Uh, um, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Nope. I think uh, it's just its own design, and, and whatever happens, happens. So I don't think the amateur Please, thing really matters. Right on. Good deal. All Thanks, right. guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, let's go three. Shad, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good. What's I going on? a couple questions. Hello? Yep. Yeah, I had a couple questions for you. All right. Uh, yeah, I've seen there on social media, Malcolm Stewart showed up in his own trailer and, and, and truck and set up his own thing. And, I mean, I thought he was, like, riding factory for JGR. I didn't know how that kind of looked. No, looked he, no, they were just bringing it from California back to Florida, and they stopped in Dallas for the race. He still pitted out of JGR and everything. There was no, there was nothing different there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I just thought it kind of that, that was gonna be That was going to be his rig if he was privateer. It was going to be oh, his, his rig. But they had it in California, right. so they drove it out. And Chiz actually pitted out of it in Dallas, Paul. Uh, Chiz was actually out of it. So, Thanks, man. Hey, I had one more question. Okay, go ahead, quickly. Uh, Chad Reed's going to be breaking the record, and he's going to be in Tampa. So how do you think he's looking for Fantasy League? Paul, what do you think? Um, I mean, yeah, that's some good vibes, but it's also a lot of distractions, too. So, I mean, I don't think it changes his fantasy performance much. You know, I, I think you have to look at how he's been riding. And so, no, I wouldn't. I think you're picking a bit with your heart there. What's his handicap out of five, right, still? Five, six? Yeah, I think yeah. he's a five, yeah. Uh, thanks, Chad. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, speaking of fantasy supercars, Cole, what's up, man? Cole, you have a question about fantasy? Yeah, I was just curious uh, on the whole drop round thing, right? Yep. Um. Now, is that added into the equation of your live scoring, like as of live? No. no. You know, L live. So what do you, you, no, nothing to do with live scoring. Right. Okay, it hasn't so, been implemented yet. So and, yeah, the, the yeah. drop around has has not been implemented yet. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I was just thinking. You come to Vegas. I'm looking at it. I finish up top ten, and then. You know, is it going to be live? So yes, I end up top ten. Now it's got to go through yeah, the equation I, I, of everybody dropping out. Right. Yeah. I don't, lowest I, don't, I don't know. The other leagues dropped around around halfway, right around now, right, Paul? Um, they score. Yeah. Your scores are shown with the worst round taken away already. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do it, to be honest. I don't know if we've really talked about it, but. Yeah, I was just. I believe we'll be I mean, we'll be implementing a round drop later in the season. We'll announce when it happens. All yeah. the scores will adjust, and then from say there's four races left, all those scores will live scoring will be accurate. So it'll take into account your lowest score. So you know if you're if you're watching your live scoring and you're putting up an 88, and your lowest score through the season was a 70, then you're going to keep that 88, and it'll all it'll it'll all translate to live scoring. So at Vegas, you'll 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 still you won't have to wait. Is I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, if come championship round, I was just curious. I'm sitting in 10th, but now it's got to go through drop everybody else's score. Yeah. Well, I may no longer be in 10th place. It's yeah. It'll, not that I care, just, but I just, can just see people yeah, get mad. Keep, uh, keep looking. We'll, 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 we'll announce it. Yeah. Cool. All, All right. right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Justin Hill is racing this weekend for JGR, and Sam has a question for about that. Sam, what's happening? Hey, Steve. Great show. Thank just, you. Uh, just curious what. How do you think the Bear and Justin Hill will fare, you know, arm army all the way? Well, we talked about the Bear already, but what do you think, Paul? Where's Hill? Where do you think Hill's going to finish? I think he has the potential to be to do very well. Um, I don't think he'll get a very good start. There's going to be some, 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 you know, learning learning being in that class but i think it, this is a challenge that uh hill kind of you know he's a he's a different kid and i think he's going to embrace it and i think he's going to love the extra power i think well, i think he's going to qualify pretty good mm -hmm. um i think he could you know he'll have the ability to jump some stuff and 
And uh, but I think he could be. I think fitness wise, I think he's very very good. I mean, he's not the type of guy that gets arm pump or anything. And this could be a track that really breaks down, and he's really good at finding lines. So I think it could start out slow in the main event, but I think by the end he could be. He could definitely be in the top ten. Top ten. Wow. That's a, that's I a, think so. Yeah. 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 Um, there you go, Sam. Thanks, man. Cool. Thanks, Arm Thank Army. Thanks, Arm Army. You see that? Arm Army. I heard it. Paul is Paul is a team Husky. He is not Arm Army. Everybody, I want I want you to know that he is a he is a Husky guy. But uh, <laughs> we'll get you in the Army soon enough, Paul. Uh, Ryan, what's up, okay. man? How are you? Hey, how's it going? What's going on? Uh, uh, I'm a couple questions here. Um, one being, uh, what's the RM contingency like? Uh, RM Army contingency like? I don't know. I haven't you know looked. anything about that? No, no. I haven't looked. Uh, Chris, Chris Kiefer did a story on it. Search Pulpomex, uh, some Pulpomex contingency, and Kiefer did a story on it beginning of January. Okay, and then my other question is, is what would that contingency have to be to get you to do one of these amateur day supercross? Right? Oh God, dude, come on! <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing that. Although uh, Nick Way said his kid on the 50 jumped every jump at Anaheim too. So apparently, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Apparently, it's not really that big of jumps at, at, at those amateur supercrosses, which they need to be, right, Paul? I mean, that's 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 a nice yeah, thing to do. It's, <laughs> it, it's pathetic what they're doing to tracks these days because they're so fearful of injuries. Like, uh, I, I'm I'm disgusted by the tracks that they build. They're so goddamn easy. You just you just I'm I'm gonna go on a rant right now. Oh wow! I'm, okay. not, I'm gonna I'm gonna not go on one, but yeah, it's it's a joke the tracks they make. Uh, Ryan, do you have a bike yourself? Yeah, I do. Do you want to fly racing Revel Chess Pro? Heck yeah! It's the it's a chess and, pro, uh, classic chess pro goes underneath the jersey, or you can wear it over top. Either one. I'd love one. Okay. And uh, I also want to say uh, I appreciate you uh, kind of taking the time to talk a little bit with me when I was in Oakland. I was on the CR22 experience, and uh, I was bugging you in the press box. Oh yeah, no problem, buddy. Do you no, remember uh, me? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, and I went to, I went to uh, In and Out Burger with Paul. He's cool. All right, fantastic. Good to hear. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Stay on the line. Tits, uh, tits will get your information. Uh, winning the Fly Racing Revel Chess Pro, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Uh, also, too, we got a call from Brian here. This is actually something that I was going to ask you and JT about, Brian. But go ahead, Brian. What uh, What's your question? My question is, with all the insanity that's been going on this season with everyone dropping out, is Jason Anderson capable of riding it out, or is he going to lose his mind if people get in front of him and try to pass him, pass them, and just go down in a blaze of glory? <laughs> uh, Paul, it's a good question. I have it down. Like if this if this is Ryan Dungey, uh, and he's got a thirty-one point lead, like Anderson does, I believe it's thirty-one. Um, Dunge is just like managing this thing and getting podiums and wins when he can, and and there is no doubt that Dunge would win this title. Now Anderson's a little different character, though. I mean, we saw him put down A Ray uh, in practice for no real reason in Oakland. Uh, he, he sent himself down with that. Uh, he went down this weekend. If Tomac gets out front and starts winning, Paul, what does Anderson? I'm sure his team is telling him to be smart, but does Anderson play it smart? Um, I think largely he does. I mean, I, he's still uh, – the thing with all these guys, they're still driven to do good on the weekend. You make so much money if you get on the podium. So, yep. um, I mean, yeah, you're going to make a lot of money when you win the title, and it's a huge lifelong dream accomplishment. But, I mean, you, I think it's way too early to be thinking about a title right now. I mean, anything can happen in racing. Something can break. He can have a practice crash. So I think the best – the best policy is honestly, I don't think his team is telling him to chill out. I think they're just thinking about each weekend, taking it one weekend at a time, and trying to do the best you can each weekend. And obviously, try not to take big risks. But I mean, you, this is how they got there, so you can't totally turn your back on your strategy and your game plan. Nope. And, and hopefully, his maturity will is is enough that he will check up when he has to. But I mean, I still think he's going to win races and, yeah. and be in the hunt. And um, yeah, I mean, you have to at this point. It's so early, man. Yeah, it, early. it is early. You're right. It's it is early, and it's going to be interesting to see him and Eli go at it. Both raw speed guys. I think Tomac's got him handled a little bit, raw speed wise. But Anderson's the closest guy to it, in my opinion, Paul. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to see those two race because I think Jason will will go for it. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for the call, man. 
Not a problem. Thank you. Uh, Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis Tires. Paul Parabinos on the line. Paul, Chad Reed sets the all-time record, knock on wood, that he doesn't get hurt in practice. Uh, he's going to set the all-time record for starts in a, four, a 450 Supercross career this weekend. It's not going as well as Chad would like it. A lot of reasons why. It's not that he's just, you know, lost it. He's had an injury and everything else. But, uh, I don't, I mean, I, you know, I, you'd rather have the all-time wins record, uh, like McGrath, if you're, if you're Chad Reed. But, hey, this is pretty cool. This is a neat deal for him. No, I think it's awesome. I mean, and it shows. It's not just about he's been in the sport so long and he's the oldest guy here and he's doing it, but he's been racing all those years and he's and he's escaped injury all those years. I mean, we've had plenty of guys that have raced as many years as Chad, but they've been hurt for a lot of races. So that's a huge accomplishment, and I think it um, it's cool for him. You know, that's that's. I don't I don't know who could possibly beat it in the next decade at least right there's nobody even close that's actively racing so uh, yeah uh, it's cool it's well, I mean, cool and it's kind of kind of funny and 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 romantic that it happens in tampa close to close to where he's living now so that's cool yeah like it's it's um it's one of those things where like dungy could have kept done it but he had so much money in the bank and he won so many titles he just checked out so there is that point where guys could go for it but it's going to take you being a an excellent rider for so long, and the desire to keep going and not look at your bank account, like it's a, it's a it's a two pronged uh, reasons why you would set the record. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think the biggest parallel to draw is it, it shows Chad's passion and addiction to racing and being involved in the sport. So um, he's a polarizing guy that's been through a lot of different things, and people love him, hate him, whatever it may have you. But he he just he loves competing and 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 loves motorcycling. That's one of the reasons why he's getting this record is because you know through all the bullshit he's still here. Uh, I'll talk to JT a little bit more about Chad, but before we let you go, Paul, um, do you think he retires at the end of the year, or do you think he keeps going? I think he keeps going. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Right? Um, yeah. Hey, for ProTaper.com, you launched some new products. You got a lock-on grip. You have a ProTaper Sport line. Um, how's the reception been going for those products? Dealers excited? Yeah, man. Um, it's It's been really good, actually. Uh, a lot of people have said a lot of positive things, so that kind of feels good because that's like a lot of work that's gone into all that stuff over the past year. So everything is up on the website, which is a huge um, undertaking in itself. And um all the product, for the most part, is in stock, so dealers can have it on their showroom floor. Our clamp-on grip was a little bit late, so that stuff is not in stock yet. But everyone's kind of um, learn learning about it and excited for it. So, and we got a lot of pre-orders, and we just are on the backside of our sales meeting. So um, that went really, really mm-hmm. well. So yeah, it's it's all good, man. It's um, exciting time, and I'm I'm at the same time though I'm really happy we're past it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, we were talking before Anaheim. That's about when you yelled at me for my grips and stuff on my bike. Um, but we uh-huh. were t- we were talking about Anaheim and you you supplying teams with bar bands and sprockets and everything for the year, right? Like JGR and Geico and Rockstar yeah. teams. But um, I remember at Yamaha, like Ferry was having problems with his wrist, and we were sponsored by Pro Taper back then. And a different guy was in charge than you, and he was experimenting with bar bands, and we were ordering bar bands and getting different bands and stuff. So my question for you, Paul, is like, like a team like Geico or, or JGR or whatever, where everybody's bar band is set. Do you send them a lot of different bends in case things come up or want guys want to change? Or do they just have, hey, you have four guys. I'm going to supply you with 30 sets of bars for each guy, whatever the number is. And they're all going to be this band. And if you need something different, I'll send it. No problem. But do you, in your sort of stocking orders of these race teams, give them like a wide range of bar bends and a wide range of sprocket sizes and things like that that you would think that you wouldn't use, but you're going to do it anyways? Does that make sense? Is that yeah, a bad I question? Mean, yeah. No, 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 it's not. And, and that's what's really tough is when we get a new team and, um, you know, we've never worked with them. And, and I try to uh, – the, the cool part with me, at least, and I think that what our teams appreciate is I've done what they've what they've done. I, I've been, a, mo- I've been a, a mechanic. I've been a racer. So um, I can help them steer their way through things without burning up a lot of budget for the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to do it very organized and where, you know, I kind of get everybody to commit in October as to what's going on. And then I, I do a big uh, vendor direct order and and uh, get them everything they need for the year. That way I'm not shipping stuff all year long and I'm not taking product out of inventory that we could otherwise be selling. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I do it that way for a lot of reasons, but yeah, sometimes you get into like, hey, this guy wants to change some stuff, and you know, typically he'll try some other bends. But for the most part, at least with handlebars, you know, and at least the teams that I work with, they're very good about you know, like yep. not reinventing the wheel. Um, I think it's really retarded when a lot of these riders are struggling and they want to reinvent their motorcycle. I think that's not. <laughs> I, especially when it comes to handlebar bend, that's not something yeah. I think or grips is, um, or grips. Helpful, you know? You know? So, yeah, yeah, and we've gone back and forth. So you know, sometimes you know, I'll send like two of every single thing that we make and figure out what they want. But it, yeah. luckily for me, and and I think it's because I keep things organized. It doesn't happen too much. So. Yeah, I know. I just wondered about that. You know, so they do they have all everything they need for the year, motocross included. The way I do it, yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, here you go, and don't bother me again. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, and it, and if they're hitting, well, yeah, and if they're hitting me up saying I need this, and I'm like, I kind of can go back to them and be like, hey, man, like I've yep. been a mechanic before. Why are you through all this stuff? Like I can see your guys not <laughs> eating shit every weekend. So where's it going? Right. You need to use, you know, it needs to go on your race bike. Then it goes on your practice bike. Then it goes in the trash type yeah. thing. So, um, and we have to do it that way because it's a huge product commitment to supply all these guys, and and they're helping us develop new stuff, and you know they're endorsing our product on the weekend. So um, I always make sure they have everything they have to do their job, and there's never an excuse as far as when it comes to pro tapers. So um, I think they're quite happy with how I run things. I hope they are at least. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's the best I think for everybody. So. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for your time today on the show. Appreciate it, and uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Cool. ProTaper.com. Thanks, Paul. All right, later, Steve. See Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Weston Pike, Blake Bag at the Seven Deuce Deuce. Just some of the guys that wear fly racing each and every weekend out there. And they got snow stuff, and they got watercraft stuff, and they've got a hard part line. A lot of things that you maybe wouldn't think of mountain bike stuff. Uh, flyracing.com has got you covered. Also, too, Max's tires, new tire developed by MC. Coming out real soon. I'm sure Tits will grab a set as soon as they come out. MXST, the king developed it. Protaper.com, like we talked about with Paul. And get. The launch control system developed by Get is used with, uh, with top teams all over the world. It's a little orange box on the front fender and uh, a works part for your production machine and two-stroke ignitions now, the folks at Get. All right, let's get to our – speaking of Get, let's get our next guest on the line. Get, get. Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. What's up, JT? How are you? What's going on? Hey, so a few questions for you. I asked Paul some of these, so let's get your opinion on it. What does Yamaha do for a fill-in, if anybody, if at all? I think Chiz, right? Chiz would I be don't know. the most yeah. most eligible bachelor for that position. Okay. All right, yeah, maybe. But Possibly. what about the 250 round coming up in uh, in Indianapolis? Like, what do you do? Does he, well, do you just... I mean, we're over a month away from that. That's you know, I guess right at a month away from that. So um, no similar, no difference than what you know Kawasaki might or might not be doing. I guess they are. I don't know when that news is breaking or broke or whatever. No, it's out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. You give them a better motorcycle, you give them a day or two of testing or whatever, and I only think it's going to help them. You know, the those those bikes look like they're really good this year if you go off results and and just the improvement that Barsh has made. So I don't see a huge downside to it. They need bikes on the track. Um, so yeah, other than you know the one caveat here, I don't know how the fifty one fifty and Monster conflict would go. Maybe that's a deal breaker. Yeah, it is a good question, right? Like, Chiz is contracted to them, so he would want to advertise for them, but he needs a monster helmet on that team, and yeah, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of yeah. ins and outs to that deal, Donnie. Very complicated case. Um, hey, so uh, Tyler Bowers is going to ride for Josh Grant. Grant's going to be out for uh, a month, month and a bit. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of bump does he get from this, do you think? Well, he's He's been consistently 10 to 15. Uh, can he creep into the top 10? It'll be interesting because I, I don't think that speed or the starts or I don't think that has really been the difference because if you look at his heat races, he's been really good. Uh, qualifying at Oakland was awesome. You know, that's kind of where he, he jumped out at everybody. And then this past weekend, he led the heat race for a while and was in the mix there. He finished second in his heat. So to me, it looks more like it's a, it's a fitness thing to be able to do 21 minutes and hold it. And if that's the case, the bike isn't going to make a huge difference. It'll help some. You know, it's lighter and will work better. Um, but it just seems like the being able to hold that pace for all 21 minutes seems to be the issue right now. Um, so, yes, to answer your question, it will help some, but I don't think we're going to see a huge difference in the results column. Tampa Supercross, Tampa making a return to the schedule. Last time it was on the schedule was 99. You and I were both there. 
Uh, you were racing it. I was a mechanic. Um, why can't Florida, whether it's Jacksonville or Orlando or Miami, why can't Florida seem to, you know, hold a race uh, every single year? It's such a huge, you know, dirt bike state. Uh, it's crazy how um, Florida can't really keep a supercross for, for for one reason or another. Yeah, it's just difficult there. I think it's a weather thing where it's, you know, in the Midwest, there's there's not a lot to do. So if you have a motorsports event that's inside, it's heated, for all these people who have been cooped up all winter and they're just looking for some sort of activity, that's a huge draw for these people. Uh, for Florida, the weather's been great all winter. It's the most the most active time of the year, to be honest, because the summer is so brutally hot. Most people are, are either in the water or in their house. Um so it's kind of that perfect time where people are out and about and, and doing stuff. And then I think you just don't have a really strong uh, endemic moto community in Florida. Uh, there's definitely some, but I, I just don't, having lived there you know, my whole life until the last six years, I just don't see these massive moto communities like you see in other parts of the country. Uh, you know, if I go to Indianapolis or if I go to Minneapolis, you just see these massive groups that all ride, and there's these really strong districts that all have uh, race series, whether they're off-road or moto. Uh, Florida's just struggling in that department right now. So I think, uh, you know, you add that to just putting it in a corner of the country geographically, and you just create some difficulties um, just for those reasons I listed. Yeah, it's a, it's weird, man. Um, hey, and you look at the track map this weekend. I'm sure you've seen it already. Do you think there'll be that much sand? Do you think they're going to do that? Yeah, I mean, I already saw some pictures. I mean, it looks like it's there. You know, the the main question is that how much of that gets blown off um, once they start working the track in. You know, how does it mix into the dirt? Um, the biggest thing I think will come from it is I just think it'll be ruddier than normal. Like it'll be rough and ruddy through those sections. It won't be like, uh, you know, Miami 89 or anything like that. Uh, it'll just be a trickier than normal section. And if you could normally jump some big rhythm there, it's just going to be more of like a Daytona situation where it's the, the easiest combination usually works out to be the most used. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, so you think you're thinking it's going to be more of a mixed in thing. It's not going to be. You know, well, you know, it's got a clay base to it, yeah. right? So it's gonna over the course of the next few days as they do these press days and then they rework the track and every time they go out and work on it throughout the day Saturday, it's gonna naturally get worked in by the bulldozers. So is it just gonna be white, perfect sand all day Saturday and all night? No, I don't believe so. I think it'll work in and then the hard spots will stick up through the sand. And honestly, I think it's gonna be pretty tough for these guys to to navigate and and uh, to ride through. Uh, so I think these guys are going to have to be on their toes through their every lap because I think it'll be the, probably the toughest section on the track by the main event. 250 East opener in uh, in Dallas was pretty cool. Lots of exciting things to happened and uh, everything else. What are your biggest surprises, or I should say, um, rider wise, biggest surprise from from Dallas and biggest disappointment from Dallas? Is there a, uh, one or two things or guys that kind of opened your eyes a little bit? Either way, I think the biggest disappointment was well. Twofold. I think you know losing another star like Barsha uh, was was a bummer. Uh, we just no. I was talking two fifties. Two fifties. I know. I know. Oh, I'm oh. just as as an event total. Uh, we can't continue to lose these stars because that's what draws the fan interest. Uh, and then the the second disappointment was the two fifty. Basically, the start kind of ruined any chance for a serious battle at the front amongst the contenders. Anyway, you know we saw some good battling with Cantrell and Zacho and those guys, but. A serious 16-minute main event battle wasn't going to be between Cantrell and Osborne. You know, we we needed the Davalos and Jordan Smith and Ferrandis, and we need all those guys at the front to really make this an interesting race for the entire main event. And we we lost out on that opportunity. I might go with uh, being a little bit more um, uh, narrow-minded. I might go with Jmart just because. I mean, he did all right. You know, with Jordan Smith, he got uh, what he finished. Fifth, sixth. What do you get? Sixth. Uh, yeah, si- him fifth. And, him no, he got fifth. And, uh, him. Yeah, he got fifth. Jmart or Jordan Smith got sixth. Um, okay. But Marty beats him if they start normal. I think Verandas beats him. And I'm just like he's he's pretty highly paid. He's a veteran. He rode four fifties to start to try to you know make a difference. And man, I didn't see much. Uh, it's early. It's one round in, but I didn't see much from Jmart. Yeah, honestly, I didn't expect much. So I guess. 
you know, that, that sounds harsh, but um, I didn't expect him to be right at the front. I didn't expect him to be a title contender right off the bat. He will get podiums. Uh, he'll be really strong at Daytona. Uh, but I just don't think that the Supercross thing is really – it's really changed, you know. It's kind of been the same from the get-go. You know, he's he's not missing on missing out on main events like he did early in his 250 career, but it's still a little bit underwhelming compared to two national championships outdoors, you know, back to back. So I think at this point he kind of, you know, he is who we thought he was, and that's going to be a top five guy. But for him to come out and wow us, I just I didn't see that happening. Maybe he just never points out at 250 Supercross, right? And he just never point, and he just signs another deal. I mean, it's happened, right? I mean, we, yeah. I mean, you look at the guys who have done it in the past and who are who and who are doing it now. It's not you know inconceivable yeah. by any means. Because how is he going to get a top flight 450 ride with? Well, those I guess results? it depends on who you ask, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I know, but do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only the real feather in his cap is that you know he did go out and get second at, at Daytona, which we know that's you know an oddball event as far as what you can normally expect. But he does has that he has that to flaunt around, you know, in a, in a meeting, and then the outdoor results. So you know, you have a team that maybe they you know they have their Supercross guy like a Cole Seeley, but. And Cole's gotten better outdoor, so I'm not yeah. taking a slide at him, but you could look at Jeremy Martin as being your outdoor contender. So I do think he has some value there because his outdoor skills are so strong and outdoor national championships still do mean a lot. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be this highly paid 450 guy like you know that RCH deal that was getting floated around where it was big money. I don't see that happening personally. Uh, Brian, what's going on? How are you? What's happening? Hey, boys. Hope all is well. Yep. Uh, so you're talking about surprises and disappointments. Man, my surprise definitely was Hampshire because um, I thought of I thought of him about like I did Ferrandis <clears throat> coming into the season. Man, get close. I mean, I realize Ferrandis got a podium in Daytona, but pff, doesn't really count. You know, get close to a podium and then let's talk. No, Ferrandis got a legit. No, Ferrandis got a Supercross podium in Toronto, I believe, or Minneapolis, Tur- somewhere. I, I thought that's where he crashed in Toronto, but maybe not. Oh, uh, maybe he. Got, um, I'm pretty sure Ferrandis got a podium outside of Daytona. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, <clears throat> if you are right, my bad. Um, but still, Hampshire was sort of because I didn't take much stock in that GP win either. But I mean, I <laughs> just the competition, all that kind of stuff there. But leading for. Uh, for ten or eleven minutes, I thought was pretty was pretty impressive. Even with the carnage, I get all that. But um, man, I thought that was pretty impressive. And maybe he can uh, maybe he can carry that on. Yeah, but, uh, uh, a friend has got a podium in, in New York and Daytona. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I, well, I knew Daytona, but yeah. What do you think about what do you think about um, RJ's day? Uh, Brian's more pumped on him than maybe uh, I would be. But um, I thought it was pretty good. You know, his his heat race was a little perplexing because he was winning and then he ended up fifth. So uh, that wasn't great. Like, you know, he, I feel like he should be better than that in a heat. And then the main event, I mean, he was really good, but we, you know, uh, Brian was saying, you know, it was with the carnage, but man, you can't, you can't downplay losing the guy that was tied for the title, you know, basically tied for the title going into Vegas and Jordan Smith, Dylan Frandis, who we all consider to be a title contender. Uh, J Mark goes down. Davos, who was the class of the field, in my opinion, for most of the day, he goes down too. So, yeah, RJ rode really well. I give him a lot of credit. Um, but at the same time, you know, his early in the race, his only pressure was from Sean Cantrell, who is, you know, still working up to their those guys' as level. Well, that was Cantrell's first uh, ever Supercross, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, Zacho got by him. So it's not that he didn't ride really well, but I think if you add those guys into the mix and Zach doesn't fall, uh, we're looking at a much different main event for RJ than it was. Having said all sure. that, no, I, I think he can I be can in the mix. I, I do think he can be in the mix with those guys, but I don't think that him coming out and leading several laps every weekend is going to be something you see moving forward. I, honestly, he was not that stoked on his night, Brian, when I talked to him after the race. Um, mm-hmm. He was at the press conference. Uh, he was not that stoked. He said it's good to lead laps. He's never done that before, yep. you know, but uh, yep. he wasn't exactly like – Hell yeah, you know. So, right. um, I think he realized right. he's got some work to do. So, you just got to yeah, you you finish. Somewhere. You know, you gotta start yeah. somewhere. Yeah, thanks, Brian. And, and oh. yeah, and the other thing too is, I wonder if it, I mean, I realize it's it's soupy to sprint stuff, but um, you know, here in Atlanta, it's 81 degrees right now. I mean, I imagine it's hotter in Tampa, 
I wonder if humidity will be will play a, a factor with fitness, even for 15 plus one and 20 plus one on Saturday. That should be interesting. What do you think, JT? You know what? It, it should cool down. You know, the lows in the 60s and humidity is pretty much a non-factor this time of year. Anyway, it'll be the you know the these months are the lowest humidity times of the year. So you're talking about the main event being after nine o'clock on Saturday night. So I don't think it'll be a huge deal. It, you know, if they raced at 3 p.m. Yeah, I think you know, 85 degrees at 3 p.m., some of these guys would suffer a little bit. Um, you know, if that was summertime, we're talking about a different story. But I don't personally think it'll be a huge deal just because the main events are so late at night and it'll cool down quite a bit. And don't forget, we're, we're pretty close to the water there. Uh, so that, that water keeps it pretty cool at night as well. Thanks, Alan. Or, thanks, boys. thanks, Brian. Thank you. Uh, Alan, what's going on? How are you? I'm good, man. Um, look, my question is, I'm just curious how – the conversation goes back at Cowie whenever Eli just packs it in. Like, do they talk to him like, hey, you're an employee of ours, you're checking out early and going home, or is it like he's an independent contractor, kind of does what he wants, and they just got to kind of deal with it? Well, what do you think he's pulling off for? For no reason? Well, there's a reason, but are they are they allowing him to justify whatever reason that he chooses? I guess, like if if they disagree with his reason and say, "Well, that's not good enough," is, does that conversation happen? Uh, what do you think, JT? I think it's situational. You know, if if his bike was indeed jacked up at Oakland, um, which it seemed like it was, or with San Diego, excuse me, San Diego. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm sure there was a conversation in the pits before he went back. You know, he goes and talks to his mechanic, and everyone's on the radios. I'm sure there was a decision basically, like, hey, we're done here, you know. I, so um, I don't think you can just blanket it because it's it's been yeah. so different every weekend. And if he just wasn't yeah. riding well and was just like, screw this, I'm going to the truck, yeah, that's, that's going to – I think they're going to come down on him pretty hard there. But – um, you know, the, the A1 thing, there was all kinds of stuff going on with his, with his pants, and it looked like he had yeah. you know, the shoulder thing going on, and um, that Houston okay. simply couldn't ride at all. Yeah. So I, I think it's just uh, Yeah, that, that, that's what I wasn't sure. Like, do they come down on him? Or do they no. kind of just say, and he's doing this, and we uh, just got to deal with it? I think he pulls off for a good reason. I've heard all these people talk about how he quit in, uh, in Oakland, and I'm just like, obviously he had a good reason. He, the guy's a, a yeah. multi-time champion, man. He's not just pulling off like because he's yeah, for sure. No, I I, so. I believe that. I just was curious how the conversation goes. No, generally speaking, the tail wags the dog. So these factory guys that are highly paid and they're they're not getting yelled at. They're going to do everything they can to prevent that from happening. Yeah. But yeah. them yelling at their riders not going to accomplish much. Yeah. Thanks for the call, man. Cool. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's it doesn't work out that way. It's not a good thing. Yeah, well, you're talking about your most prized athlete. You know, they don't have a MotoGP team, so he's probably their highest paid athlete in the whole company. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna use kid gloves with them, and you're gonna try to get everything you can out of them. Absolutely, uh, JT. Uh, just weekend, uh, barring anything happening in practice, as I talked about with Paul earlier, uh, Chad Reed will set the all-time starts record for for the Supercross. And we were talking about how, like, th- this may forever stand. I mean, obviously, records are made to be broken and all that. But when you look at someone like Dungey, who who easily could have got this record, um, but chose to hang it up, and, and RV, uh, he had some injuries. Maybe he wasn't going to be close to it. But you need to be really, really fast for a long time and keep riding. Um, it might never be broken, man, because uh, especially with the, like Dungey just looked around, had enough money in the bank account, and said, I'm out. And that's maybe what separates a guy like Chad and, and these other guys. So it could stay for a long time. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think for a guy that is at Chad's level, I don't think we're going to see a guy like that break it. I think the only chance you ever have of a guy breaking the record is a guy like a Nick Way or someone like that who just sticks around and is good enough to keep making the main events and just really wants to be out there. Uh, I just think the top guys make too much money too early and there's too much pressure on them to maintain that high of a level that it forces them out earlier than, than most people would go. Uh, so, but a guy like Nick or you know myself at a lesser level, but those the guys that just are willing to hang out and if you can get inside the top 10 or whatever, that's great, but you're still still making money and you're still enjoying it. Those are the guys that have a shot. Um, I, I think more impressively are some of the other records, honestly, because the, the 227 is great, but myself having you know 130 main events or whatever just in that class alone, 
to me, it's not as impressive as say, you know, he has 131 podiums. Like that's insanity to me. Yeah. So, the stuff like that is where it's like, you have 131 podium finishes. I mean, you just look at how he has more podiums than James Stewart has main event finishes. Just think about that. Yeah. So it's it's an incredible number, and some of the things that aren't aren't getting talked about, I think, are much more impressive than what's going to be celebrated this weekend. And, and I don't know if we've we've never done it. What about heat race wins? Good God! Yeah, I think Stu has 99. Something oh, like that, oh so. have, we, have you seen this record? Have you, I didn't know we had, anybody kept track of this. Yeah, I think we we were had a group talk about it, and I think Stu has around 99. So there, there are some pretty sick numbers out there because you think about it, Stu won damn near every heat race he was ever in. He's uh, he has 123 main event finishes or starts, excuse me, and I think 99 heat races. So that's a pretty strong average uh, <laughs> so, of heat race win to main event. So 90 percent of the time, yep. he lined up, he won a heat race. Yeah, jeez, I didn't think it was that much. Uh, I, well, Chad's got to have more than that though. You think heat race wins? I don't yeah, know, man. Because those—I mean, he was around for, years. He, I don't know. I would—I would bet against it. I would bet Stu has him dominated as far as heat race wins because there were so many years where the main the heat races either Ricky beat him or Stu beat him or Wyndham beat him or I just I because I was really? around him in all those years. Okay. I was so close with him, and I mean he won plenty, but I would bet that Stu has him by a pretty wide gap. You think we should contact Larocco and see if we got to get a comment from? He's getting. He's getting. <laughs> I made a joke today in my column that Oraco was signing up for the weekend just to to fight this record <laughs> off and see who could yeah. who could take it down to the wire. Yeah, uh, you think Chad races next year? I do. Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't think he's willing to go out like this. I, this is not not how he drew up the 2018 season, and he's he's easily the most stubborn person I've ever met. Maybe beside, well, I'm going to say you, you and him. You two are the most stubborn people I've ever met. Uh, and I just think he's unwilling to have this as his final season on his resume. So, yeah, I, I do think he'll be back. I disagree with your comment. I stubbornly. Oh, you don't think he's going to race next year? No, I stubbornly disagree with oh, the fact that. okay. Gotcha. Uh, no, I think he does. I agree with you. Um, yeah. All right. So what we have here is Anderson looks great for this title. Um, round eight this weekend, uh, 17. He looks very good for this title. But, JT, we have Seeley, second place, 124. Baggett, three podiums in a row. He's third with 120. Marvin's got 119. Marv's five back of Sealy. Uh, Pike is five back of Marv, so he is 10 back of Cole. Uh, and Brayton is lurking with uh, two back of that, so 12 back. Basically, JT, who do you like for second right now in the points? I mean, it's still a lot more to go, but what do you, who do you like? I like Marvin. You know, if you look at how this season's really played out, um, Marvin's five points out of second, and that includes, you know, some really bad results. And missing on, a race. On yeah. paper. Yeah. yeah, you know, he DNF the final main event of A2. He missed Houston altogether. Uh, so, yeah, I, if you just averaged all those out, and, you know, I, I don't think it's a shoe-in that he gets second because Blake's been really, really good. Uh, but, you know, Marv looked like he was going to win this title, even A1. And, you know, now that he's back and healthy, you've got to think he has the best shot at, at holding on to second down the stretch. So three wins for Tomac this year, three for Anderson, one for Marv. Who's the next guy that wins, or do you think that we just see, from here on out, we see one of those three win the rest? You know, if they're all healthy, which it's ifs and buts, right? Um, yeah, I do think these those three are your winners. But I'm really hesitant to say that because, man, Cole Seeley was so great at A2. And had that first main event been 21 minutes, I think he wins it, you know? So who's to say that's not going to happen in any of these races? Um, you know, there's there's that side, but then there's the other side of where we lost Roxon. We lost Barsha, so those were two guys I had I had yeah. written down for wins. <clears throat> Maybe not Barsha so much, but lately I did. Yeah. You know, Roxon I had as a shoe in for a win going into the season. Uh, so yeah, the real question is: Can Blake win? Can Seeley win? Uh, because a lot of these other guys, I don't, I haven't seen the form that it's going to take to win. Uh, not not with these races being 25 laps. I think it's just too long and it sorts out everybody too much. So um, I think there's only a couple guys left that can win. Yeah, I, I don't know. We might. I don't know if we see another guy. I think I would bet on not. Those three are going to win. Yeah, it's really tough. I think it's it's underrated and and not talked about enough is 
how difficult it is to do these races when it's 25 and 26 laps, like last weekend. You know, that 48-second yeah. lap time, the track is just destroyed at the end of the main event. It takes a pretty big toll on these guys, and it really kind of separates the pack, especially in the last five minutes or so. Absolutely. All right, JT, well, we'll see you this weekend in Tampa. Closest thing to your hometown, Supercross. I'll be there. Well, fantastic. Thanks, for right. the, thanks for the time, man. Thank you. All right, guys. See you. FlyRacing.com, everybody. Moto60 show uh, presented by Get, Maxis, and ProTaper. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. It's been going well. And uh, lots of listens, lots of downloads each and every Thursday. We will be here noon to one. Next week, Atlanta. This week, Tampa. Atlanta's a triple crown, everybody. So that should be good. Tits, thank you. Yep. Wow, that was really... Right on there. I was anticipating it this time, so I was ready. Do you want to give Bob anything before we go? You need Bob's wife? Wow. All right, everybody. See you back after this. I was born.